Welcome back to the Nerdy Point of View Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Penaloza. With me today are two fantastic human beings. We have Carrie Penaloza. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? A lot. That's the correct answer. We also have Lamar Harris. <laughs> My butt is so large that if you put it on the moon, it would pull orbit. Oh, right. Okay. Now I'm with you now. <laughs> No. It took me a second, but I got there. Yeah. I'm so proud of you because I have no idea what the fuck I just said. I'm assuming the um, tides. It affects the tides. I'm assuming, but the moon has no tides, no, so the earth. Well, no, so I'm assuming that you're talking about the, the added mass to the moon is pulling uh, the tides on Earth. This is true. This is true. I do get extra water on me when I go to the beach, and I'm assuming that's just gravitational pull. So I think that's where your guys' mind went. And mine went to that old orbit strength. Or, the what? fuck is the orbit strength? Uh, the most disgusting drink. Well, no, there's some more disgusting ones out there. But like, uh, it was pretty much like, kinda, yeah, oh, this better not be a Canadian thing. I didn't want to start the podcast already going on about something Canadian. But like, no, someone oh out there God. has to know. Yeah, it was like a soda or some kind of like soda. But it had like, like these little sparkling water with flavor pellets inside yeah like these little gelatin balls inside of it and so when you drink it you just feel these little balls going down your throat and yeah you do i hated it yeah it was awful these are out for a hot second yeah i remember i tried one i said dad this is terrible i hated it i've never heard of this at all it was a fad for like five seconds we would have been in like 10 oh (laughs) god maybe eight nine ten or something like that that like, makes I think sense. Back so, when I was like drinking Surge. We didn't have Surge in Canada, so because you guys have like an FDA that cares about you. We had <laughs> yeah. Surge, Crystal Pepsi, Mountain Dew. Surge was like for local for kids. I don't know what the fuck they put in that shit, dude. I remember when they brought Surge back for a hot second. Yeah, nope. and it was just bought out <laughs> immediately. Oh, immediately! But one of my coworkers bought a case before they bought out. And he let us all taste the sip. And let me tell you, we, we should not be drinking that. It doesn't hold up either. Like, it got no. me through high school. I drank a lot of it in high school. Um, which could explain why my rage was intensified during high school. <laughs> but, yeah, that drink, that beverage does not hold up. It's not a great beverage. Oh, is it just really sweet? I'm telling you, it's Mountain it's, Dew cranked up. Yeah, it's like... It's like if you in, infused Mountain Dew with methamphetamine. Oh, that sounds delicious. I mean, um, it's not. not, it's not that was sarcasm. Um, no, it was just a really, it was really syrupy and intense Mountain Dew. You know, it's a like, really disappointing mm. drink. Mm. Um, Cactus Cooler. What the fuck is that? So is that it's the orange soda one. It, but it's like a grapefruit beverage, okay. which Hold you wouldn't on. expect oh, because yeah. you look at it and it's orange, but it's got a cactus on the front. So you expect it to be at least like some sort of refreshing or delicious. I liked Cactus Cooler. I don't well, know what John's talking about. It was delicious, but you have to have it cold. That is one of the caveats of that particular drink. You have to have that shit. Okay. Cold. I'm already seeing a problem with this and that it's in a can. Um, it does come in bottles. Yeah. I would consider getting it as a two liter, maybe. Um, I don't know because I don't know what it tastes like. Um, Trash. But it like, looks like orange drink, and I hate orange drink. So, like you know, 
when you have a trash bag and it's that that trash has been sitting there for a couple weeks and just like every like small amount of liquid that was on any any plate or container has made its way to the very bottom of that trash bag. So is it kind of like licking the outside of an orange, like the peel? No, it's not citrusy at all. What? That's what I'm trying to say. It's it's a lie. I now ah. I kind of want to try it. No, you gotta it, try it once. You have no. to try it once. Listen, you absolutely have to try it once. <laughs> You can use some of your paycheck for that, Carrie. I refuse to put even a dollar okay. of my paycheck towards Cactus Cooler. And here's why. Because periodically through my life, I've looked at Cactus Cooler and thought, that has to be delicious. Maybe I was wrong the other 15 times I've tried it. And then I try it again. And guess what? I was right. It's liquid trash. Oh, no. I love Cactus Cooler. This is great. I can't oh, have it no. because of the all the diabetes. But... Uh, when I was drinking without a care in the world, uh, this shit was fire. Now, it will give you diabetes in a single can. Um, it really has that much sugar in it because it doesn't it taste, taste like it. It did to me. Maybe they've changed their um, maybe they've changed their uh, formula in the last couple of years, but to me, this shit tasted like diabetes mm, in a can. No, I've had, not in a can, but there's a drink we got at uh some food place we went to recently and i think it's a mexican drink i could be wrong on that but i'm pretty sure we got it from mexican uh, restaurant but it's a, it was supposed to be an orange drink it was a lot and it was delicious no it was delicious but about three quarters of the way through i got the worst headache and i was like what the fuck why and then i looked at how much sugar was in this thing and it was just off the charts. And I wish I could remember the name of it. Was that that orange drink that was almost like a smoothie? No, no, that one was gross. I was gonna say that was from like that Indian place. And that, yeah, that no. actually, I liked it a lot. Uh, no, that was, that was, that was a lie. That was, did not taste like orange. Um, or pineapple. I think there's pineapple in it. There's... I don't think so whatever it was a lie no matter what it was supposed to be it wasn't delicious so i don't know i can't remember where it was in like uh one of those tall glass bottles speaking you know i don't know why that makes me think of this but it does so we we are recording this podcast in the year 2020 mm -hmm. uh, aka the year that would not end <laughs> and does anybody else find it fascinating how frequently this year like scientists have discovered these these things that are all how horror movies start. For instance, oh yeah, the the stop fucking with this thing stuff. Yes, like the murder hornets and the fucking pure solid like wall of iron or some shit they found in the middle of the desert today. So what? We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But the I, I remember the first thing being some uh like bacteria that they found buried in 10,000 years worth of ice. Yep. And my first thought was, I've seen the thing. I know how this goes. Why in the year of our Lord 2020 would you be fucking with that? Like, put that shit in the freezer till 2021 when it's safe, and then you can thaw that shit out, and it'll probably be fine. But in this year is going to be the year that the thing fucking happens. Then you fast forward, and they find a cave full of mummies. And it's just mummies as far as the eye can see. And they're like, we're going to crack these bitches open. It's like, wait a second. 
these motherfuckers have been locked away for thousands of years. What's another year? Just give it another year. What's the rush? And now you've got this fucking metal monolith in the middle of the fucking desert in Utah. No one knows how it got there. No one knows what it is. And it's just there. What? And people are up there just rubbing their fucking hands on it and slapping their dicks into it. And it's just, it's going to call the aliens. That's what's, it's going to be the, the man-eating gerbils from space are going to be uh, awakened by the sounds of schlongs slapping against this metal monolith. And we're all going to be eaten. Oh. Not wrong. I know. <laughs> oh, look at that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just... You know what? Nothing's going to happen. That's that's what 2020 is going to be. It's like those, <laughs> those moments in horror movies where like the music and everything sets up a scene and you think something's about to jump out and then nothing happens and they just keep walking and you're like, you're still tense. Like... That's 2020. You're just waiting for the other boot to finally drop. Well, then it's going to be something like benign, like now earwigs are the size of hotels. Wait, what? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's a faint. You know, they're like, here's the obvious horror, a cave full of mummies. But Ew. that's not what's going to get you. It's going to be the man-sized or hotel-sized earwigs that are going to pinch your fucking brain. Why did it have to be earwigs? It's the first thing that came to mind, probably because we have a terrible infestation at the front door. Oh, they haven't made their way in. Earwigs? Yeah, you know, that's books? terrible. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. no, 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 that's that's god awful. I want yeah. you to know they can't yeah. get in the house for some reason. Like, try as they Thank might. Thank God. Yeah, they 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 try. I think I found like one that made it into the house, but yeah, they like in the sliding door they like congregate and wait to be smushed. Mm-hmm. Like when you close the door, I they've got a death wish. But you know, to be fair, they're trying to escape twenty twenty in the most practical way you possibly can. <laughs> I mean, oh. Argue with me, Lamar. I fucking dare you. I can't, dude. Uh, I look. I'm just waiting for 2020 to be over, and then everything we just hear a voice said. Congratulations, you've passed. <laughs> and then January 1st, we go all go back to normal. I get to go back to karaoke and see my friends. Yes. People start to have relationships with people they don't know again. Um, it's going to be great. Casual fucking is going to come back to a high rise. I bet, ah, oh man, I bet. I wonder what the STD, like STI mm-hmm. rates are right now. I bet they're the lowest they've ever been in this country. <laughs> Probably. We're going to go through another flower power stage. I the 60s bet and 70s are going to make a comeback. But here's the thing. Free love. <laughs> but here's the thing. And, and I know there's been memes, and I know I'm basically quoting a meme, but it's, it's the truth. The clock's going to strike midnight on December 31st, and the clock's going to tick over to December 32nd. And... <laughs> Like, it'll be on all of our computers, all of our cell phones, like, everything. The calendar's going to say December 32nd. And, boy, God, the mass suicides are going to be horrifying that day. What? You heard them. (laughs) Tell me I'm wrong, though. Like, if you realized that 2020 was just going to last forever, I wouldn't blame you. I'm not saying I encourage it. But I'm also saying, you know what? I can't blame you either. I can't wait. 
I can't wait until, uh, you know, uh, towards the end of December when we do our 2020 year in review. That's going to be a fun mm-hmm. episode. Mm. It's going to be, because uh... I've been here, I've been here almost a year now. So that's going to be a very interesting. Now, look, really, though, and think about it. Is 2020 your worst year? By miles, by leaps and bounds. Same. Let me tell you. Let, wow. tell you, I've had some shit years, but at least I got to do things in between the shit moments. This has been by a good, a good clip. Uh, you know what? With what Carrie said, this has definitely been my most boring year. I mean, that's fair. I can easily say this has been my most boring year. I think, like, for me, career-wise, this has been my worst year. Because I've never been fired in my life, and I've been fired twice this year. That would do it, yeah. In fact, I've never had a write-up in my entire life, or a verbal in my entire life, and I got fired twice this year. And there's still a couple months left, so... Yeah. There's still a couple months left to go. I think by the end of 2020, I'm gonna, like, be collecting fucking firings like Pokemon. Man, I don't know if, like... I've hit a lot of bumps in my life or not, but doesn't it's not the worst year for me. Not even close. Um, it's okay. been, like shit's happened, but I mean shit happens every year and I think it's just this has collectively affected more people than just, you know, something happens to me it just affects me. Well, the things that occurred this year affected a great number of people. So it seems bad, but yeah, but and this might just be because since I've known you, you've lived this life. But you introverts <laughs> are having the time of your fucking lives. <laughs> are we? Are we? Yes. yes, you don't have to go nowhere. You're not forced to go nowhere. People say stay home. It's like, yes, ordering food. Don't go to the grocery store. People, random strangers can't get within six feet of me. Yeah. <laughs> Ask Brian, when we go to the grocery store, I get excited like a dog going for a car ride. I don't That's get true. out often to begin with as a person with a chronic illness. Um, and even before this whole thing started, we had to be very careful around crowds because I was on a biologic. So this hasn't been a drastic change for me. Um, but the, it, those few moments before where I got to go out are now completely gone. So I mean it like, he'd be like, oh, do you want to go to the store? I'd be like, car ride, car ride, going for a car ride. <laughs> like. She hangs her head out the window and everything. It's kind of I do. Yeah. I'm flopping in the wind. Ha! <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Like you just it's you feel the wind in your hair and in your mouth. It's just fantastic. Um, no, it, it's I don't know. Like trust me, even us introverts, like we have things that we still are having are not being able to do right now that we did. Like for me, like re- getting out mm-hmm. and going for a walk for instance, is a way for me to reset. Uh, around here, I can't do that. Uh, we live at the series of the top of the hills, for one, you have to understand, like very steep hills. Uh, very so again, steep hills. Very steep, scarily steep. Um, so again, as much less a healthy person, but someone with really bad knees like myself that dislocate, going down these hills are completely impossible on foot. So I'd have to drive somewhere in San Diego, 
so many places you can kind of walk where there's nature mm -hmm. and no people and to take the time to do that and find an isolated area, et cetera, et cetera. It, it, haven't been able to do it in a while. Um, so this has not been fun at all for me. Uh, I miss the outside. I miss, um, I'm not a people converser, but I'm a people watcher. I like, maybe it's the artist in me, mm -hmm. but I'm very much, I like to watch the world around me move. And usually that gives me inspiration for art pieces or, you know, whatever other projects I'm working on. So staring at the same thing every single day, not very inspiring. Mm. 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 Well, you know what that means, Brian, you gotta shave your head. <laughs> I might. <laughs> I will do it. I you gotta go full goddamn shave that bitch. Um, well, with all that said, I can't fucking hold a candle to that shit, but I miss karaoke, okay? I do miss it. <laughs> yeah. I miss karaoke. I miss conventions. I had an entire rebrand this year. I became the Mar the Con guy this year. Boy, it was gonna be what great. a year to choose that moniker. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's almost like I fucking whiffed the goddamn beef on that one. Um... No, this year sucks. You know, man. it sounds better than Lamar the home guy. So, it uh, oh, it's too close to homeboy, and I just don't want to deal with all of that right now. <laughs> home fry, <laughs> home fry. <laughs> this year has been rough. Oh. But 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 with that said, as I try to swerve this conversation to not such a fucking dreary moment. Yeah. Um, no, we'll, we'll get to that at the end of the year. Yeah, We're just, um, I think that's what we should do. We should just all get super drunk and do a 2020 year in review. Oh God! What are we gonna review? My left wall is better than my right wall, but my fucking front wall is. There's there's a crack in the left wall, and uh, hey, and shit. hey, it's hey, it's really long. It's great. I have a whole journal of the Fire. different positions oh, my yeah. cat has fallen asleep in. So I mean. <laughs> I got it. It's good. Well, one of the things that's helped get through this this dreary year uh, have been TTRPGs, which all three of us uh, play a lot of and is nice. Um, but there's... So I'm an essential worker, which is a laughable title for anybody during this pandemic because the weirdest things are essential, apparently. But regardless, uh, nothing with that has changed with me aside from being fired multiple times. Um, so I haven't really had a whole lot of time or a lot of extra time to to play all these these TTRPGs that come out. And I recently did a game for Extra Life of Alien, the Alien TTRPG, which is incredible. I absolutely loved it and would like to do more of it. But I was curious about you know what you guys have been playing or what you'd like to play more of or what's what's kind of you know, scratching that TTRPG mm -hmm. itch because I love D&D &D 5e. It's a great system. It's a lot of fun. You can do a lot with it, but there are some other crazy games that you can play uh, that are also super dope and super fun. Uh, like, you know, Star Wars or anything with the Genesis system, mm -hmm. um, you mm -hmm. know, Vampire 5e. Um, and then you got, you know, some, some smaller games. Uh, I, I can't really think of a whole lot of what their names are because uh, there are a ton of them, but just search D&D &D Twitter and you will find a ton of indie games um, to play. 
what what's been what's been what have you guys been looking at? Uh, what about you, Lamar? Oh man, so I I really wish we had this episode one week before <laughs> because uh, a lot of my friends have been talking about Vampire the Masquerade. And uh, luckily, in case uh, you guys are not watching Soul Bear RPG, I just got casted on a uh, Monday show playing Vampire the Masquerade with a uh, good friend Quinn, uh, Dana, and our friend Vaughn. Uh, and I'm really interested in learning this system because I played the old system a decade ago. <laughs> and uh, apparently it's changed a lot. And I'm really interested in seeing what, what this is. And also, it's more RP heavy versus Dungeons & Dragons, which seems to have... which doesn't le- Dungeons & Dragons is a system that leans towards combat because there's so much more emphasis towards combat, which is what the game is for. Uh, and so the RP parts seem to be just like the catalyst between combat versus the main focus of it versus the White Wolf games, which is mostly barred bullshit. And then if you have to fight, you're going to get fucked up. Um, so I'm really interested in getting into that and getting deeper into the whole world of darkness and stuff like that. That's kind of how the, the alien TTRPG is. Um, combat happens, but it happens very fast and it's it's always like a last resort. If you can avoid it, you mostly want to just run from combat. Um, but it's way more RP heavy. And like, in fact, it has two modes. It has cinematic play and campaign play. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I only have ever played the the older versions of vampire as well. And it was years ago now at this point, it was only for, yeah. uh, I, it was the one Maddie was doing, if I recall. Um, mm-hmm. And it was like once every three weeks or something, it was like side by side stories or something um all intertwined it was really cool it was a really cool concept and a lot of fun but yeah i haven't played the 5e version and i would definitely be interested if you know time permitting to ever try it out because it yes. looks really cool yeah i yeah i really want to play fifth edition i loved 3.5 uh i think yeah it was actually vampire the masquerade was the very first tabletop rpg i ever played before D. No fucking way, really? Um, no, that's what brought me into the whole thing. I played, uh, her name was Face. She was an NPC that the DM had created that I took over. And she was amazing. She was a lot of fun. Uh, so one of these days, yeah, I would love to play 5th edition again. Uh, before we get too far away from it, Brian, so I was lucky enough to get introduced to um, the Alien TTRPG, uh, playing with Brian during our Extra Life um, stream that uh, we helped with, uh, that Dumpstack Charisma did, and we helped with. Um, Brian, I would love to play that system again, but not with your dice. (laughs) (laughs) I would do that shit, but as long as you don't use your dice, I want you to roll from a fucking online dice roller, have Carrie roll the dice, teach the cat how to roll the dice, but your dice fucking insta-killed everybody like we didn't get a chance to fight like fucking that game we one of my friends actually uh bought the whole thing that allowed us to get special weapons and we used none of them (laughs) 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 not a one because brian got so many insta-kill hits they're like well that was helpful Uh, (laughs) um the the xenomorphs are mean in that game they have six attacks you have a good chance of getting hit with that insta kill because it's six attacks. Jesus. 
got hit we did <laughs> dead we are um well because well, the, the problem for you guys is you kept getting caught alone because you're oh, like because you, know, you know two people would go together or one person would go or one person would run away from everybody else and leave them behind so yeah you split I mean, the party well that's another thing about tt over g's real quick and not to get too much of a tangent but there's this whole thing about like not metagaming which really makes you make some real <laughs> dumb fucking decisions because if you're mm-hmm. in space alone and you know you don't know of any dangers and stuff like that that's true why yeah. would you be together like there's all of your data says there's nothing on here there's no life force like nothing carbon could have survived why be afraid of walking two by two like and so you're just hoity-toity, hoity-toity. Oh, no, Lamar, <laughs> two by two, hands the blue. You know he should be scared. Uh, first, a black person in space, I'm already scared. Uh, <laughs> fair. But, uh, to be fair, you didn't die first. I did not. I did not die first. No. I did not because I, because because clear <laughs> present danger was there. There's an egg from nowhere. You've never seen this egg, and it's about as high as your 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 waist. I'm like, I'm not touching this. <laughs> I tried to say, not touching this, and then someone says, you know what? I'm going to touch it. I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> the, well, the speaking of actually, that, oh sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go I would say the the thing about that game and the reason why it was so deadly though is the summoned monster encounters. Typically, you're not going to face down an alien that many times. That's true. I just don't know how you survive in that world. Like they were so powerful, <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't have well, bad characters. Our bad characters are not are decent skills and stuff like that. But fucking yeah. hell! <laughs> I mean, watch the movies and then tell me how people survive in those movies. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, most of them don't. Yep. Yeah. Oh god. It's usually one. I think one exactly one person survived yeah. that without having to change characters. There we no, go. It fits. No, actually, I think oh without having to change characters. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, the dick. The guy who just the guy who got to play like the I fuck everyone else, I'm gonna survive. Yes. He survived. Yes. Like, oh, you ass. <laughs> now, speaking of actually games that Brian runs, this he doesn't run it anymore, but he used to. And back when I still lived in Canada, I used to watch him run it, and I really wanted to fucking play it. Uh, and it's it's Dread. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Dread's a lot of fun. Yes, you use use. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're judged by Jenga. Uh, <laughs> yes. It's so cool. Your successes depend on like if you can pull the piece out, and I want to play it so bad. Well, when when the pandemic's over, I know Quinn has really wanted to play that as well, and the idea yes. was to go over to Derek's house and play it. Lamar would have to drive down here and play it too because it is two-hour drive. That's fine. Well, it's not like that's it. all we're gonna do. We're gonna go to karaoke after, of course. Hell uh, yeah! That just convinced them. Oh uh, no! This is so sad. Anyway. Uh, Oh, breathe, breathe. I think I saw Josh Whedon, not Josh Whedon. What? <laughs> Will, Will Whedon. Whedon? Oh, Sorry. God. Will Whedon play that on tabletop? <laughs> I think so. I can't remember. Yeah, fun, he played. Fun, fun fact 
I DM'd that game for the first time after having read the booklet for a little bit. And that was actually the first game I ever streamed live. That's nice. true. Yeah. Wow. Holy you got, shit. You were watching him as soon as he came on Twitch, you stalker. Anyway, um What the fuck? <laughs> well, it worked. So, hey, some stalkings work out. Here this is true. Go. See? <laughs> All these stalkers out there, there's hope. Just, I, don't, uh... <laughs> just don't give up. <laughs> Eventually they'll love you. Um, <laughs> oh. um Thanks, thanks, Lamar. Anytime. I have yet to find a boiling rabbit on the stove, so. There's no rabbits in San Diego. <laughs> oh, poor shit. There are so many rabbits in San Diego. I haven't uh, seen one since I've been here. Are you kidding me? I see them all the time. Where? I barely see. Oh, no, the cats kill everything around here, so I don't, no, they don't. see nature. No, they don't. The no, okay, not the possums. The possums and the raccoons. And the skunks. And the skunks, okay. Well, they're possums. All the great ones. What do you want from the cats? <laughs> no, driving driving home from my parents' house, we've seen rabbits on the road. You might not have seen it, but I've seen them. I might, yeah, with my eyes, probably not. But uh, speaking of rabbits, no, this is not related at all. Um, <laughs> another game I really enjoyed playing. We did a one shot of it recently, and I had to give a little shout out to it because I would love to play this again. Mm -hmm. Is um, misspent youth. Ooh. It's a really different system than I, what I've usually played. You roll first, and then you depict what you're going to do. So, kind of interesting. So, like, it kind of if it fails, you kind of would say what you wanted to do and what kind of happens instead. That's kind of dope. It was a lot of fun. We did kind of a mutant uh, school kind of turn, but, like, not the friendly Xavier kind. Mm -hmm. More like government-funded school kind, um, and yeah, we were the the badass kids who broke all the rules and made our well, attempted our escape. I'm not going to say we like got it. If the Breakfast Club had powers, actually, yes. Holy shit, yes. I think that's it. Oh, I would have been the uh, the girl. I can't remember the name. Someone that always dressed in black. Actually, uh, um, I've never seen The Breakfast Club. I, I So I've directed a stage play of The Breakfast Club two times. Uh, it didn't. It wasn't good, but I did it. Um, <laughs> oh. It's Ali Sheedy. She played. I don't... Right? There's Bender. Sure. There's... I don't remember. There's Charlie Sheen's brother. Yep. There's Molly Ringwald. There's another white girl. Her name is Gothy McGotherson. Okay, yeah. Um... <laughs> That's the one. Gothy McGotherson. Gothy McGotherson. Which one of me? Uh, Ali Sheedy or Mercedes Hall? I think it's Ali Sheedy. Ali Sheedy. Yeah, that makes it looks like her. Yeah. Yeah, I know the actress, but whatever. Yeah. Um, God, I'm I'm hearing all that loud clicking in the background, and Eddie Ryan <laughs> is cringing so hard on the inside. Sorry, 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 fuck, sorry, future Brian. <laughs> anyway, um, you guys both played that wrestling uh, TTR. WWW. I never got yes. a chance to play it. My oh, computer right. fucked up. Yeah. Oh right. no. I'm so sad. That, yeah, played... that's when I want to play. 
multiple times. It is so much fun. There's no winning in that game, though. <laughs> so it what, is I know, pure I know RP. Literally nothing about that game. What what is it? So it's basically it's the best way to RP being a wrestler. And so basically, what it is is that you you set up a wrestling promotion. You create a character based on a certain class or wrestling style. So you have like the technical wrestler, the submission, the hero, the... you have the hero, you have the diva, you have the monster, you have, yeah. uh, and they're all good. They're based, they have a body looks, uh, body looks uh, real and something else. And basically the basic of the game is that you start the wrestling match and then one person dictates what happens. And you kind of control what happens. I throw some against the ropes, I clothesline them, and then do an elbow drop. And then the uh, chairman basically says, roll this based on what you did. If you succeed, you can either continue to control the match or you can hand the match over. You can take kind of like a point, like an energy point, and then hand it over and let the other person start to dictate what happens. Um... And then you use these points uh, towards getting the audience on your side or making them boo you, depending if you're a good bad guy. Yeah. Um, and then midway through the match, the promotion, the promoter or the chairman will say, "All right, the person who's supposed to win the match is this." And then you can either decide to go with it or go against it. And there's pluses and minuses of both. Mm-hmm. And. Um, it's really just it's a it's a wrestling fans kind of like wet dream to go like I'm going to be the Undertaker <laughs> but let's call him the uh, fucking uh, the Undertaker yeah the Undertaker and uh, <laughs> it's just a lot of fun and then the upper giver the upper giver the <laughs> uh, over under the rub and tugger um, <laughs> oh boy this is going places and that's his tag team partner. <laughs> Um, that's bait and switch. Anyway, get out. <laughs> get bait and switch fired. <laughs> You're fired. And it's basically played with two d sixes. I want to say. I the entire think. Game. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because yeah, that was um, all I needed was d sixes. Yep, yeah, seven or higher is a uh, is a uh, success. I think ten or higher is a critical. Uh, and you just keep on going. And the mm-hmm. the bigger game is you do in a season and. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it's backstage drama, depending how we want to RP it. It's a lot of fun. And, and you it's don't, a very simple system. You don't just create a character, too. You actually create an announcer character as well. Mm-hmm. So when the other characters are fighting, you're up there as an announcer or somebody else kind of detailing. Either adding everything. or subtracting to what's going on. Because someone might go like, oh, I did an elbow drop, and they flub their, they flub their role. The announcer can like push it over. It's like, oh, they're doing a special type of elbow drop, the the headbutt. Yeah, it was a headbutt. And then that kind of bumps your number up so you succeed. Yeah. <laughs> I would I would create a character called the masturbator. And of course. their their announcer would be the cunning linguist. <laughs> oh god. You're fired. That's fantastic. Brian, Tell me that's Brian. not good. I was born to play this game. Are you kidding me? Brian, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying made, to find my character sheet. I've made an American Undertaker. I forgot what I named him, but he was basically like hailing from like he was like American badass dude. He carried the American flag. 
he was just like seven feet tall. He says, I'm going to bring the taxes on you. <laughs> I found it. Oh, no, that's not it. Damn it. Maybe I'd create a carry, uh, uh, a Canadian one called the uh, called Lumberjack. No, I did. That's yes. I, found, I made a Canadian one. Um, and I'm trying to find her. Maple, maple syrup? <laughs> no. With her finisher, the beaver dam? <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure her... I know it was a, a pun off Tim Hortons somehow. I just don't remember what. Masturbator's uh, signature move is the python squeeze, by the way. <laughs> oh my god. So good. What was it? The two by two? Just... Uh, Tim Hortons. It's just like a a, a leg lock, is what it is. Oh <laughs> no! Sharpshooter. Yes, I'm telling you, I was born to play this game. When when when's, where's my invite? Who's playing this? I'm I'm in. Let's do we it. We need to play. Yes. You know what's something interesting we did, and I I was on Maddie's stream for this, um, but we created we created a freaking TTRPG in like two hours. Uh, it was that? unplayable. Uh, <laughs> it was unplayable. <laughs> it was completely unplayable, but it was fun thinking about like how we would do it, especially since we was trying to so far not to be D&D. Let's not use that system. Let's not have attributes and skill sets and stuff like that. Let's create your own. And that was, it was an interesting concept and stuff like that. Just trying to be different and making a world world's functional and he says it's uh and he he called it a one page ttrpg where all the rules are one page you don't need a book to play it there's a there's someone on twitter who, who makes a lot of those um it's like litza i think her name is um anyway she's somebody i follow and it, i i feel like every other day she's coming out with a one page rpg and from what i understand they're actually really good um I can't follow that amount of content, um, but I would I would imagine you know if you can do it, hell you know it's it's probably pretty cool. I know one thing that um, I'm trying to get if I don't get it for Christmas this year, I'm just gonna buy it is the Genesis Core Rulebook, and I'm going to take that and adapt it to create a Resident Evil TTRPG. Oh yes, now, the Genesis Core Rulebook. Do you get that with the Philcon CD? Or is that just Genesis? That's just Genesis. Okay. So yeah. Land of Confusion? Yes. Okay. Uh, which is probably what the end product of my Resident Evil TTRPG is going to be. <laughs> okay. So I found my character. Her name was Britt. Tim Britt Horton. Tim Britt. Yeah. Tim Britt. Yeah. Only yeah. Yeah, no, no. We heard you. <laughs> That's okay. Nobody else knows what a Timbit is. The only people who know what a Timbit are yeah, to, a Timbit is are people uh, who are Canadian and people who listen to this show. That's it. You know what? That's all that matters, son. I get you Not people, wrong. you get me. Uh, she was a call-up or a baby face. Um, okay. Re uh, hailing from Tatamagush, Nova Scotia. Yes, that's a real place. That's a fantastic name. I'll never spell it, but fantastic name. Tata. Uh, it's a T-A-T-A. M A G O U C H E. Tata my bush. Tata my bush. Slap on my bush. Guh. Gush. Guh. Like a goose. Oh, goose. Like gush. Slap on my goose. 
Tap in my bush, Minnesota. Got it. Oh my God, no. Yep. No. Hails from Tap in my bush, Minnesota. Carry on. What else? We did make it 30 minutes without making Canadian jokes. I'm very proud of us. Yeah, we did well. Yeah, we did. 40 minutes even. Oh, shit. Good for you guys. That's going to be a record. It is. Uh, but yeah, I had this like whole big entrance uh, typed out for what's going to happen, and um, all I'll say that what were they coming? Were they riding moose? Please say was riding a moose. Okay, as the music spikes, the lights blast back on, and suddenly, two by two, RCMP officers begin to ride out on either side of the stage on their black horses. The RCMP officers remain stoic as they ride down the walkway, using dressage movements to time their horses' stride with the beat of the music, and remain just as stoic as they throw Timbits out into the crowd. <laughs> then, with an explosion of pyrotechnics, Brit Tim Britt Horton walks out onto the stage, escorted on each arm by Celine Dion and Ryan Reynolds, wearing glitz wearing glitzed out parkas she turns to each of them and kisses them on the cheek before turning towards the audience to throw her arms up in the air meanwhile Celine and ryan are escorted off stage by more cmp officers see you know you're canadian because you call her Celine. oh it's it's Celine. tim it's Britt Celine. stands it's, no it's Celine. it's Celine dion that's how you Who say the fuck it is Celine dion? that's how you say it in french okay it's Celine. Okay. Celine so, dion who's Celine dion you would I know, know you're her fucking as with me. Celine Dion. The, oh, the I know who Celine Dion. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, okay. So yeah. it's like Celine, her sister, or like. No, sh- that's how you say her name. It's Celine. 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 Why does she say Celine? Because she's just all like. It, why did my friend, like, in public school, have everybody calling her the wrong name? Because some people are just too polite to correct. And they're just like, you know what? You call me Celine. And it's why we also allow some people to call it poutine. It's not poutine, but we'll let you call it poutine. Depends on who you ask. It could be Sherry lessons for all I know. I know some Canadians who call it poutine. Well, they're also wrong. (laughs) So, escorted by Ryan Reynolds. Yep. Oh, it didn't end there. It it goes on. Well, you got to finish us off now. All right. I already know Vince McMahon would not pay for him. (laughs) You gave us two tugs, but it takes three, so take us All right. Tim Britt stands at 5'8 and weighs in at 160 pounds. Like many Canadians, she is pale, which you can sometimes use in a disadvantage to blind her opponents where there's bright light. As she stands on the stage, she appears to be wearing the standard Tim Hortons uniform. uh, By the way, it's really ugly. It's like a brown shirt and pants. So this is like if the UPS man made donuts. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, so um, team. Gotcha. Yeah. What appears to be brown hair is pulled up and tucked under a hairnet, held on firmly with the Tim Hortons visor on her head. As she reaches the end of the walkway, she holds her arms out on either side of her and waits as two RCMP officers dismount and still stoically approach either side of her. Holding onto each sleeve of the uniform top, they pull, and it effortlessly rips off into two pieces to reveal the red and black plaid bodysuit she's wearing underneath. Immediately after, she jerks off the visor hat and hairnet, revealing that beneath she somehow is concealing her thick tresses dyed and split down the middle, half red and half white. As she tries to pump up the crowd some more, the two RCMP officers approach the ring and separate the ropes, waiting until she finally approaches and slips through the opening into the ring. Ah! There's a lot of That's innuendos in that reading. That was a shit ton of Canada. 
Oh yeah. I wanted it to just puke Canadian everywhere. Just maple syrup put in. I want to create the American equivalent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 15 bald eagles exploding out of a cannon. <laughs> Lamar, if you create that, you have to go face to face. Yes, we did. Do it. I'm creating the most American ass. <laughs> 15 machine guns start teaching people how to do math as a fucking seven foot blonde man walks out cooking hamburgers on the on a burning i don't know sombrero i don't can you call him like mr uh mr columbus (laughs) mr columbus (laughs) yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna do a jewish one and he's gonna come back to both but the problem is is the best jewish wrestling name is already taken and it's already a movie which was supposed to get a sequel. I don't think it ever did. Uh, but the Hebrew ever? Hammer, yeah. Oh. Um. So I'd have to think of a different name. Oh. The best the... Jewish wrestler ever is just named Goldberg. Here's, here's what's <laughs> yes. That's true, actually. Yep. Uh, and he plays a mean Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> but so the, I know this is a tangent, but a a couple of years before the Hebrew Hammer was announced for Comedy Central. And this was when Comedy Central was still a channel people watched. Um, Because it was a Comedy Central original movie, originally. But before that concept was ever created by Comedy Central, I was in my journalism class in high school talking about what if there was a Jewish superhero who threw Ninja Stars of David and had a flamethrower menorah and was just this badass Jew that went around kicking ass. And then about a year later, the Hebrew Hammer came out. I was like, these motherfuckers. No, I got a better name. What? The Dreadle. <laughs> the Dreadle. <laughs> Come on, it's great. Shalom. <laughs> a, a metal rendition of Hava Nagila begins playing in the background. Yes! Oh, oh, no, Please make this happen. There's a menorah on either side of the walkway <laughs> shooting flames up into the air. Yes! <laughs> oh my god, oh, I just imagine Judge Dredd doing his bar mitzvah. Oh my god. Hey. Baruch Hatta I am the law. With the helmet, the little yarmulke, and the yes. fucking shawl, everything. Still dress drenched. Oh my god. She's fucking all your life. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Going around shooting people with bread with yeast. Oh god. <laughs> Is that kosher? (laughs) 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 You're accused of eating bacon. I judge you guilty. Oh, no. 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 I just (laughs) imagine. He just throws a dreidel on the ground. 
he better hope you get all the chocolate. What's <laughs> <laughs> oh, the animatica God. for you? <laughs> <laughs> His gun has eight shots. Oh. That's it. <laughs> I want this animated. One bullet, Please. eight shots. But, but, you know, <laughs> but it looks like the gun only holds one bullet. Yes. <laughs> one bullet, eight shots. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh. I love how that morphed from, like, a Jewish wrestler to, to Jew Dread. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would watch that Judge shit. Dreddle. I would watch <laughs> that shit so much. Yes. Let my people go. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> the return of dread. <laughs> Disney proudly presents. <laughs> He left his brother. Now he's back for revenge. <laughs> Which is actually Judge Dredd. Oh yes. my god. Brian, the movie Judge Dredd is so much like that story. Him and his brother were the fucking kings and rulers of Egypt. And then all of a sudden, he got thrown out and cast aside because he was being an asshole. Then he realized that all these people he's been like fucking around with are actually just people. He gets a good heart, goes back to try to like <laughs> do the right thing, but his brother's like, I'm an evil bastard. He's like, well, fuck off. <laughs> so you, did, you didn't realize that Judge Dredd is really the gritty reboot of Prince of Egypt? Till <laughs> <now>? <laughs> I did it. <laughs> It's not too far. I want someone to take Judge Dread clips and put oh. it to now Prince of Egypt music. Oh, there can be miracles. <laughs> <laughs> you can't achieve. <laughs> this is the episode we all just judge dead. <laughs> God, Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey singing over Judge Dredd would be the oh, best thing I've ever seen. I need this now. Oh, God. I oh. I wish I was a VFX artist. I would just paint I know what. I'm Judge Dredd's helmet over Moses' head for the entire movie and just oh. splicing Sylvester Stallone speaking. Oh, God, I would die. I, I can't die. do that, but I might be able to get that music video made. Oh, if you can get that music video made. I'm so sorry if this is slightly offensive. I don't know why it would be offensive, but if it is offensive, I apologize. But I think the Jewish people could use a new superhero. And I think they only have the one. Good. As far as well, okay. That's actually not technically true. There are like hero superheroes that are Jewish. But as far as like a Jewish themed superhero, yeah, we pretty mm -hmm. much have the Hebrew hammer and that's it. I mean no, you need Dreadle Dread. And then you have the boys. Wait, who's, the... who's Jewish in the boys? No, they're not Jewish. Um, well, he might be. Uh, that's the... Never mind. Um... <laughs> he might be. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's fucked up? I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> Everybody it's, does. It's fucked up because I was like, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Because I just finished season two of The Boys, so I'm actually all cut up. Okay. I, just, I, like, I don't want to say spoilers. Yeah, a lot of people are, so. Yeah. Okay. But, um, no, um, shit, I'm trying to think of who it was, is there is a superhero, she's canonically Jewish. Oh, no, she's a, she might be a villain, or like a hero slash villain. Of course she is. No, you have, there's a bunch of comic book and uh, animated characters who are of Jewish descent. But they, you don't have, but you didn't have like your 90s renaissance of I am black, here's my power. (laughs) No, y'all didn't have that shit. (laughs) You don't have like, I get my power through the power of dreidels. (laughs) If you I think you're, I think what would help so much is if you just made one ridiculous action movie completely played serious <gasps> like Dreidel Dread. Oh, okay. No, I know who was no. I was thinking of. Um, it's Harley Quinn is Jewish. Oh, that's right. Yes. Canonically, in the, in the comics, it's brought up uh, multiple really? times. I Wait, no. Hmm. Here's what I'm thinking. You guys don't need a hero. You need eight heroes. You need this <laughs> year's version of the Power Rangers, but eight of them. Right. <laughs> the fucking Megazord. <laughs> this one guy, he just keeps showing up for eight days in different outfits. <laughs> no, that's so great. We need a hero for eight days. And then one guy shows up, and then two people show up. <laughs> What's going on? I thought we only had enough power for one guy. No, we actually we got the best superhero. Uh, the the best superhero is Jewish, and I did not know that. Uh, hmm. Peter Parker is Jewish. Huh. It doesn't shock me when I think about it. Yeah, you know it's. <sighs> on the other hand, the completely insane Moon Knight is also Jewish, so I think we we win one, we lose one there. Well, that's uh, is. Are they? I mean. I'm trying to figure out if what I'm about to say is incorrect or not, because it's not in. It's not an evil statement, but between Peter Parker and Harley Quinzel, you're just basically saying every New Yorker with an accent's Jewish. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> between Moon Knight, Peter Parker, Harley Quinzel, uh, probably a Robin or four. <laughs> so. We're, we're getting close to our time, but I did find uh, in this same Wikipedia article, there is something called the Judaica Press, and uh, they do have Jewish superheroes. Now, this these won't be well known, because this is an Orthodox Jewish uh, comic. Oh, God. But you Ooh. have these names. I gotta hear this. You have Dreidel Madel. <laughs> That's have a good one. The, you have the Kippa Kid. The Kippa. Uh, a Yamaka. Uh, oh, okay. short shorthand uh, Kiba or uh, Kiba. Okay. Um, you have Magen David. You have Matza Woman. You have Menorah Man. You have Minyan Man and Shabbos Queen. Okay, what's, what's Minyan? Not a fucking clue. I'm not that great of a Jew. Okay. A <laughs> well, I, I gotta know what Matza Woman's power is. is she makes a bitch in matzo ball soup when you're sick. Oh, I've I want. Had matzo ball. I gotta try that one day. I you would never... appreciate that. Oh, okay. Oh, so here's the plan oh. for when Lamar comes down to San Diego next. Yeah. A game of dread. Yeah. Uh, then we go to DZ Akins for dinner. Yeah. And get Lamar some legit ass matzo ball soup. Oh. 
and then we go to karaoke. Fuck yes. yeah. Fuck yes. <laughs> A game of American tabletops and Jewish soup and Japanese <laughs> <laughs> Japanese tradition. Yeah. But fuck yeah. Until we're able to get to that, this has been this episode of the Nerdy Point of View podcast. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. As always, you can follow the show on Twitter at NerdyPOV. That's at NerdyPOV. If you want, send us an email. You can feel free to email the show at NerdyPOVQuestions at gmail.com. That's NerdyPOVQuestions at gmail.com. I have been one of your hosts, Brian Penaloza. You can find me on Twitter at Captain Sugar Bear. That's at CPT Sugar Bear. Lamar, where are you on the internet and what are you working on? Hello, everybody. My name is Lamar the Con Guy. That's L-E-M-E-R, the Con Guy. Find me on Instagram, Twitch, and Twitter, all under that handle, or go to my link tree, this link, tr.ee slash Lamar the Con Guy. Find all the links to my socials, as well as all the podcasts I'm on, which is this Nerd Point of View, the games that shaped us, uh, the Grand Geek Gathering, and a whole bunch more. Make sure you see me on Soul Bear RPG whenever it is on. Just, <laughs> that's it. All right. Carrie, where are you on the internet, and what are you working on? You can find me on Twitter at Shriekey, that's S-H-R-I-E-K-E-E. On Instagram and Facebook, you can find me under FX, where you can see my body paints and my special effects that I do, as well as cosplays. I'm working on a few projects right now, as well as a big project that I'm working with Kayla Harris. I'm very excited about. Uh, Other than that, you can find me on Soul Bear RPG every other Monday and every other Tuesday playing D&D. Uh, and I also have designs on SoNerdware.com. You can go check out. Alrighty. Well, we appreciate you hanging out with us right here on the Nerdy Point of View podcast. But for now, goodbye. Dreidel dread.